Good morning, good morning. Can you believe it is 2022? Did you ever think you would see this year in your life? Wow. It's going to be an awesome year, though. I'm believing God has great things in store. How many of you, God's brought you through the fire and the flood in 2021? Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. We're going to just bless our God and thank Him for all He's done. But also, He says in His Word, He is doing a new thing. And I'm holding on to that. I'm holding on to the hope of this new thing that God's going to do this year. And I'm believing it's going to be awesome. Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Lord. Wandering into the night. Wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. Oh, I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. And just when I changed my name forever free i'm not the same i thank the master i thank the savior oh i thank god i love you lord i love you lord you are so good i cannot deny what i've seen got no choice but to believe my doubts are burning like ashes in the wind so so long to my old friends burden and bitterness you can't just keep it moving no you ain't welcome here thank you lord from now till i walk the streets of gold i'll sing of how you saved my soul this wayward son has found his way back home. He picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master, I thank the savior, oh, because he healed my heart. He changed my name, forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the master. I thank the Savior, oh, I thank God. Lord, we bless your name, I thank God. I thank you, Lord, for all you've done. I thank you, Lord, that you saved me. I will not go to hell. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hell lost another one, I am free. Oh, I am free, yes, I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free. Oh, I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free. Yes, I am free. Oh, I am free. Hell lost another one, I am free. Oh, I am free. Are you free today? 
We're magnifying Jesus. Alaba Señor. Alaba a Cristo. Alaba Señor. Porque Él es digno. Porque Él es digno. For He is worthy. Porque Él es digno. Porque Él es digno de adoración, de adoración. Magnify Jesus. Magnify Jesus. Yeah. Magnify Lord. Magnify Jesus. Yeah. Magnify Lord. For He is worthy. the glory and the honor God and we thank you we thank you for all you've done we bless you in advance of what you're gonna do this year I believe in you're gonna do some new and beautiful and awesome things in every life in this place and we thank you Lord you are good you are good you are good amen Hallelujah. have you come to magnify yeah we've come to magnify yeah We've come to magnify. We've come to magnify. We've come to magnify. Mi Cristo digno. Mi Cristo digno. Sing it again. Mi Cristo digno. Mi Cristo digno. We've come to magnify. We've come to magnify. We 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 come to magnify. Do that again. Do that again. We come to magnify. Hallelujah. We come to magnify. You are Lord of worthy God. We come to magnify. We come to magnify. We come to magnify. Levanta adoración. When we cry out to you in our trouble, you save us from our distress. You bring us out of the utter darkness. You bring us out of the utter darkness and you break our chains away. I believe God is all about just bringing us up to new levels. He's all about saving us and helping us and bringing us into the life that he has planned for us. And I'm so grateful, God, for who you are. I was buried. 
it's the very beginning of 2022. And if he is not, if you allowed anything, maybe you've never known him. Today's the day to know him. It's easy. And he wants you to know him. But maybe you've known him for a long time and you've allowed something to inch its way above how important God is. God should be number one above your spouse, above your children, above your job, above anything. So I would ask that you would just search your heart today and make sure that he is your first love. Because it's easy for other things to get above him if we aren't careful. Lord, I love you. Let's give him the highest place. Amen. You are the love of my life. You are the hope that I cling to. You mean more than this world to me. I wouldn't trade you for silver or gold. No, I wouldn't trade you for riches untold. You are, you are my everything. Let's sing that one more time. You are. You
Worship him. Lord, I love you. I am so grateful for who you are. I am so grateful for all the protection you have given me, for the healing you have given me just in this last couple of weeks even. You always provide for me. You always make a way where there seems no possible way. You don't always show up when I think you should. <laughs> you don't always fix it when I think you should, but you always are on time. And I'm so grateful, God. I am so grateful. I bless your name. You know, the Bible says that the name of Jesus is above all names. And the Bible says that the name of Jesus is the only way that we can be saved. But I think there is so much power in that name, and we just don't fully grasp it as humans. But if, you can, if you've got an issue and you don't know what to do about it, if you can only think of one thing to say, say Jesus over that situation, over that person, over whatever is going on. Because his name is above everything, and we can't grasp it, but it is powerful. And I think we need to be using it in the proper way, not in an improper way. But we need to be using that name a lot more often than we are. Because it is power. It breaks chains. Thank you, Lord. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind. Thank you. Cause I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name Every stronghold shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. 
just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety. Break it, Jesus. Break it. To every soul held captive by depression, I speak Jesus. Because your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Thank you, Lord. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus is the streets, Jesus in the darkness, over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus, sing it again, shout it, shout it, Jesus, shout Jesus from the mountains, and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Sing it again, sing it again. Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Cause your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Shout 
for the name of Jesus. I thank you that you are God Almighty. And when we use that name in the proper way, power goes out. I speak Jesus over every person in this building. I speak Jesus over whatever situations you're dealing with. I speak Jesus over your family. I speak Jesus over addiction. Break it, God. Break it, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Break it all. I speak Jesus over bodies that need to be healed. I speak Jesus over people who need to know Jesus. Draw them, Holy Spirit. I speak Jesus over people who need to be bolder to speak about Jesus. Everywhere we go. Holy Spirit, do your work in us now. In Jesus' name. I give you free reign to do whatever you want to do in me, God. And I pray that everyone will do the same. Holy Spirit.
Thank you, Lord. Let's just thank him for that word. That's a beautiful word. Thank you, Lord. He loves us. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too big. He wants us to bring everything to him. You know, when you bring everything to the Lord, you, you have a pretty good um, relationship with him because you're spending a lot of time with him, right? Every day we've got things that we could use his help with if we'll just remember to bring it to him. Lord, I thank you for that beautiful word. That is very biblical if you're new here. Um, the Bible talks about tongues and interpretation. and That's just a beautiful gift from our Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I love you. I love you. I adore you, God. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for this time in your presence, Lord. And I believe it's going to just continue all the way through till we're walking out the door and we're going to take it out to the streets with us. Lord, I believe you've got a powerful word for us today. And I thank you. I thank you for what you're getting ready to do in this room. Lord, just bless these people and help us to keep our hearts wide open to you. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, amen. He's good, right? Thank you, Lord. Okay, we're going to give everyone who wants to an opportunity to meet and greet each other. And so um, stay standing if you want to get out and about and greet each other. Feel free. And if you don't, just stay in your seat, and people will not come up to you in your seat. In Jesus' name.
on. We want to make sure you stay in touch with all of them. To be sure and stay connected, take a look at the following slide. Be sure and join us tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. in the sanctuary for a time of prayer. We want to lift up our nation, our community, and our church and ask that God would cover and bless us in the coming year. Also, in this first week of January, starting 2022, we want to make sure that we cover it with prayer. So we're asking you to join us in a week of prayer. Youth ages 12 to 18, be sure and join Amplified Youth every Friday night from 6 to 8 o'clock for a great time of fun and fellowship. You'll be able to hang out with all your friends and have a great time. Tomorrow at 9 o'clock a.m., we'll be removing all the Christmas decorations. We'll be putting it back in storage until next year, but we're going to need some help. So if you could come up and help us at 9 o'clock a.m., it would sure be appreciated. To find out more about the slides you just saw, be sure and visit PCAChurch.com. Thank you for coming and welcome home. You found a place to belong, to believe, and to become. Amen. Amen. It's good to be home, isn't it? Amen. We just celebrated Christmas. Duh. Right? <laughs> and giving gifts are one of the traditions of Christmas. It's, it's that celebrating the birth of Christ. But even as we give gifts to our family, our friends, loved ones, friends in the church, whatever. The Lord shed, showed, brought me to this place in James chapter 1. So do not be deceived, my beloved brothers and sisters. Every good given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation of sh a shifting or a shifting shadow. In the exercise of his will, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. That's us. If we declare Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that's us. His first fruits among the creatures. And that's a gift that keeps on giving. I've got gifts that I've already eaten up. I've got gifts, not that I've used up, but I'm using them. So they're not exactly new, like out of the box new. But Jesus Christ makes my life new each day. Because without him, I'm drifting. Like that song says, we're drifting. We're wounded. We're, we're struggling. We just cannot seem to get out of this funk, out of this darkness, out of this shadow. Without Jesus Christ, we really have nothing. So as we have been given the gift of salvation and of Jesus Christ, let us give back in our gifts and tithes and offerings. Let us rejoice and be thankful because that's a gift that does keep on giving too. There's several ways of doing it. If, you have your, if I have an iPhone or an Android, you can go to the Play Store or the Apple Store and uh, look it up, pcachurch.com. Start into it. It'll lead you on to the different steps. It'll finally say, do you want this? And say yes and get all kinds of good things from it. Of course, we love the good old-fashioned purple bag guys back there. Giving and, you know, checks and cash and whatever. We love that. You can give it online, pcachurch.com, contributions. You can send it to, uh, what's my number? There it is. Text it to PCA Church to 844-390-2401. And we have a little kiosk back there that you can do it with just your credit card if you don't carry cash or checks like Stephen doesn't. Where'd he go? There he is. So you can just do it real quick. It's very easy. Just make sure you put in your whole name the first time. But when you give, 
Make sure that you remember the gift that God has given us through his son. Gentlemen, if you'd come forward. This morning, Lord, as we have sung and as we've worshiped and as we've given you our hearts, Lord, we ask now that we give back to you just a portion of what you've given to us, that which you've made us to good, be good stewards of, Lord. Let us be that steward of this gift and return the blessing. Father, we just thank you, Lord, as, as these gifts are given, that you'll magnify them, multiply them, uh, do whatever it takes, Lord, to stretch them and make them useful and just wondrous, a wondrous gift, Lord, for your kingdom. Lord, we love you this morning. We thank you for your many blessings. And we just praise you, Lord, for all these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless as you give. Good morning, 2022. Welcome. How many of you had a good New Year's Eve? Awesome. It's a great time to be alive, right? 2022. How many of you had a good 2021? Wow, okay. I'm going to work on that one. Stand with me today. Hey, don't forget tomorrow if you have some free time, we're going to be taking down all the stuff for Christmas. Makes it, makes it look plain again, but that's okay. We'll fix it. Come and join us tomorrow about 9 or 10 o'clock. Help us take down some things. And I hope and pray you had some good quality time with your family, your friends. I hope you were on the nice list and not the naughty list and all those things. But those things are in the past now. We've got to look forward to 2022. And I believe the first message of the year always sets a bar for the year. So no pressure on me today. <laughs> Take your Bibles and lift it up with me. Repeat this after me. Thy word, Thy word. is a lamp unto my, my feet. Thy word, Thy word. is a light unto my, my path. Thy word, Thy word. will I hide will I in my heart, my heart that I might not, I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me, Lord, help me every day to read Thy word. And Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. And dear Lord, help the preacher. Amen. You know, we were saying that, and I thought that would be a good New Year's Eve resolution. Read the Bible every day, pray every day, live by the word of God every day. That'd be a really good resolution. I think God would honor that. Today I have a title of a message, My House Will Be Full. How many of you had a full house over the holidays? Wasn't it nice for those of you that have big families to get everybody together and all the noise and all the energy and all the excitement and enthusiasm? How many of you are now glad they're all gone? Yes. It's New Year 2022. We've got to make resolutions, Right? The average person who makes a resolution has broken it before the end of January. So, I don't know. How many of you are going to lose weight? Well, don't turn on the TV right now because all it is is weight commercials and the SPCA dog and cat commercials. And I can't handle either one of those very much. I, I just hurts my heart. But it's a time to say, you know what, let's reset. I believe in resetting. I believe every so often I reset, you need to reset, and figure out what the priorities are in our life, and figure out what are we going to do in 2022. What are our goals? What's the vision? What does it look like? And so today I hope and pray that God will give you direction in life, because the Word of God says that our footsteps are directed, they are ordered by God. It's a military term. 
You stop when you're supposed to stop. You march when you're supposed to march. And you go at the speed you're supposed to go at. Because God will give you the strength to do it. But I know that in 2021, wow, it was a tough year, right? We had pandemics, still have it going on. As far as a pastor and a church goes, we're trying to keep everybody moving forward in the same direction at the same time. But it has been so hard because so many people have missed church for so long that it's hard for them to get back to church. It's hard for us to set our priorities and get everything going in the right direction. And we've had a year and a half basically of being status quo or declining. This morning I heard a new statistic that less than 25% of Americans attend church. To meet the bar of attending church, you attend church service once a month. If you come once a month to any service, you are considered a regular attender. So think about where our nation is without God most of the time. To come once a month, 12 times a year, and you're a regular attender, wow, I, I couldn't eat just 12 times a year. But then 75% plus never even go once a month. No wonder we're in the place we're in today in America. What does PCA look like in 2022? Well, I want to give you something today that will encourage you because I believe this year is going to be a phenomenal year. I'm not just saying that. I believe it with all my heart. And uh, I believe we've got to come to the Word of God and find how that can happen. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 14. I will begin at verse 23. Before I start, Jesus is at a banquet in a house. And they ask him a question. And so Jesus is at a banquet. He then gives the parable about a banquet. He said, A certain man prepared a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell all those who had been invited, Come, everything is ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen. I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't. I'm sorry, man. The servant came back, reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. The servant responded, said, sir, what you have ordered... We already did that, and there's still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out into the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in, so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. This is Jesus giving a parable about what it means to be invited to a banquet. And, and with every parable, there is a first a linear definition and understanding he's at a banquet so he uses a banquet but then there's also this dynamic spiritually because there's a banquet that the father is preparing in heaven the marriage supper of the lamb everybody's invited everybody but if you turn down the invitation he said you will not even get a taste of it wow my house will be full in those days, if you were going to have a banquet, you could not just decide on Sunday, I'm going to have a banquet next Sunday. It just wouldn't happen. It takes time to get all the word out to everybody. It takes time to get all of the, 
uh, the menu ready and get everything prepared. This took six to eight months to happen. So the invitation goes out. Six to eight months later, the banquet happens. And so when the servant goes to remind the people, you see, the, the invitation's already been sent out. I'm sure you RSVP'd so that the master would know how to prepare for. But as the servant goes out the second time to begin to confirm reservations, they begin to come up with all kinds of what? Excuses. They didn't have telegraph, telephone, internet, no text messaging, nothing. Excuses. Have you ever had an event that you invited and you expected a lot of people to come? Yeah. I know, I was thinking about, about this message, I thought about when Sandy and I got married. We sent out invitations to the wedding. And so if we had everyone respond in the affirmative, we would have had probably four to 500 people. And at that time we were at my uncle's church, it would hold about 80. And man, we are thinking, man, we're going to have all these people. These are our friends. Invitation was sent out because we knew in January we're getting married in June, so we sent them out. Can you even begin to fathom that there were some people who did not attend our wedding. I could not believe it. This is the most important event of the world. And you've decided to do something different on that day at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You have something else to do besides attend our wedding. Are you kidding me? You knew way in advance. You knew to get everything ready for that day. You, you knew to tell your wife, hey, honey, don't make any plans on June 3rd. We're going to Sandy Duane's wedding. Uh, hey, hey, honey, don't you make any plans. Don't right, go make reservations at the golf course. or fish. We're going to Duane and Sandy's wedding at 2 o'clock on that Saturday, June the 3rd. We're going to all be there. It's going to be awesome. That did not happen. We had more than enough people to fill up that little church. But you know what we started thinking about? All the people that did not come. Why would they not come to the greatest event in the history of mankind? And I'm sure you've had events. Birthday parties where you got your kid, you know. They give all their invitations to all their friends at school. And, and, and you're expecting them all to show up. And oh, there's going to be 40 kids for the, for the birthday party. And all of a sudden you get there and there's three. Your little kid's crying because everybody in school hates them now. You're crying because they've just hurt your kid. You're calling up to me, where were you? What's more important than my kid's birthday? We find that people always can find a reason, an excuse. This morning you had a perfect built-in excuse you would have been forgiven forever for not attending today. Because as a pastor, here's what happens when I look out across the congregation. I don't see all the people that are here. I see the people that aren't. But today I got everyone in my like, Okay, if we have enough people to run sound and lights and projectors and cameras, if we have enough people to have some kind of music, uh, we'll be good. And look at you. You showed up on a, an Arctic morning in Ponca City, Oklahoma. So give yourself a big hand for starting out 2022 in church. Because every one of us could have looked out the window going, I don't think so. It's cold. It felt like six degrees when we woke up this morning. There's snow everywhere, ice everywhere. Ah, let's just stay in bed, honey. Okay. Yeah. 
forced me to. But a lot of times, there are people who make up excuses. This morning you had an excuse, but you decided to go against your excuse. I'm not going to look at these icy roads. I'm going to church. This is the first Sunday of 2022, and as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. Get up. Let's go. Let's leave early. Yeah. Everything's ready. The meal is prepared. Come and dine, the master called them. Come and dine. And so when the servant returns to the master, there's all kinds of excuses that the master hears. Servant goes out a second time and gets even more excuses. And, and the master said, why would they not come? Well, one bought a field. Uh, well, couldn't he see the field the day after the banquet? And besides, who buys a field without ever looking at it? What kind of business person would do that? Another one said, hey, you know what? I, uh, I bought five yoke of oxen. I got to try them out. Did you not try them out before you bought them? Uh, will they not be there the next day? I mean, come on. It's, it's, today's it's just, we got a new car Saturday, Pastor, so we had to take it. Had to drive that thing. Didn't you do a little research before you bought the car to see what it's going to do? The other one said, hey, I've got a tell you I'm just married can't go what you see in those days when you got married the first year of marriage the husband and the wife spent all their time together he was not required to go to military service as a matter of fact I've, I've done weddings before where I take a ribbon and I tie the bride and bridegroom's arms together at the wrist I tie them together because in some cultures they were tied together for the first year can you imagine being tied to your spouse literally for a year? Just so they could get to know each other. Well, I think you got to know each other pretty good. But he wasn't excused from attending banquets. He was just excused from the military. But he's like, I, I, I've been married. I... Listen, dude, you're going to be married the rest of your life. If you're lucky. Wow. All of these were excuses. The banquet's ready. You knew about this in advance. And these excuses, when they are brought to the master, the master goes, well, I understand. I, I, can, I can see that. No. The master was furious. He was angered. He was blood red mad. Why? Look at all the expense I put into this banquet. You think about all the logistics to get everything happening, all of the arrangements, and these people just simply cast it aside with some kind of lame excuse? Are you kidding me? He's not happy. And I found out through the generations, nothing new is ever under the sun, right? And guess what happens today? We still give a lot of excuses for not doing something. Let me give you the top ten reasons for not going to church. For missing church, top ten reasons. Number one, or, let's reverse it, number 10. Number 10, it is my only day to sleep in. And how many know Sunday morning sleep's the best? Number 9, I don't feel like going. Number 8, oh, I'm fine. I don't need church. Ooh. Number 7, I'm too tired. Number 6, I've heard it all before. How many of you have heard the message about the banquet before today? Raise your hands. Okay. Boring. <laughs> Boring. 
hey, take a nap. You're welcome. I've been hurt there before. I'll just stream it. Uh, it's the same as being there. I'll go after I start. I'll go after I stop. <laughs> and the number one reason, church is full of hypocrites. Yeah. Now, how many of you get up on a on, on Monday morning and make sure that none of this affects you so you can go to work? I've often preached the greatest miracles that God has ever performed never happen on Sunday. They happen on Monday. Miraculous healings from people who couldn't go to church on Sunday because we're sick. And the Monday morning they get up and go to work. Miraculous. They have time and energy and money to go to this and this and this. But, you know, hey, listen, there's a banquet prepared here. I told you when I became pastor, I will have fresh bread and fresh water every Sunday morning. I promised you that. I'm doing it. But we can all come up with excuses not to go. But they did not ring true to the master. I wonder today, how does God respond to our excuses? And we can have about a myriad of things. Today we're focusing on a banquet but it could be, uh, why didn't you talk to that person about me whenever I sent them into your life? It might be, uh, why didn't you read your Bible every day? Pastor, why do you keep doing this every week, every week, every week? Because until I get 100% participation in reading the Bible every day, living by the Word every day, we're going to keep doing it. Because this is the most important thing you'll do in your lifetime. It's more important than your job. It's more important than, than your weight. It's more important than anything else. This word of God, which never changes, this word of God, that when you hide it in your heart and you speak it forth, it demands power and response from God. This word, which says everything is possible with God, when you're going through hard times, you need the word. We don't need excuses. And so the servant said, the house is still not full. We've gone out into all the streets. He said, well, go to the country. Get the country folk to come and compel them to come. Now, this word compel had a lot of preachers tell me that it meant go out and get them and grab them by the nap of the neck and drag them in, kicking and screaming. It does not mean that. This word compel means this. I want you to convince the people who live in the country that the master has given them a real invitation. Convince them. Because in this day and time, the people that were in the country were country folks, different social structure. So a master who lived in town with this big fancy home, this big beautiful banquet, there is no way he would invite us country people to that house. There's no way he'd invite the country people to his banquet because we're just not in the same circle. And so I'm sure that he told him that because when the servant would go to somebody in the country and go, hey, the master has given me this invitation to give to you to please come to the banquet. They'd probably go, that's not real. That's, a, that's what you made that on the copier machine, didn't you? It's a fake. No, I promise you, the master is giving you an invitation. Look, there's the seal. Ah, honey, what do you think? <laughs> there ain't no way. He said, you've got to convince them. Do everything you can in your ability of persuasive speech. You convince them that the invitation is real. 
It's legitimate. Why? Because I want my house full. The master does not want a banquet with one-third of the chairs filled. He doesn't want a banquet with just half the church. He wants a banquet with everybody there so it can be a time of celebration. Celebration. I had a couple one time, years and years ago, who came to me and they were upset at the church and they were going to leave and so they wanted to meet with me and I wanted to talk with them so if I could convince them to stay and, and I couldn't but you know what their response was <laughs> we're going to leave and you just can't do church without us they were convinced of that you won't be able to do church without us and I just stood there and I thought is it possible that the church hinges on one family is it possible that God's redemptive plan hinges upon one family? And the Holy Spirit just said, I got this. Don't worry, Pastor, I got this. Because they were a very talented family. They did help out a lot in the church. They did a lot of things. It was wonderful. But I'm going to tell you today, everybody is replaceable. There is nobody indispensable to the church. We have the privilege of serving in the church. We have the privilege of, I have the privilege of being the pastor. You have the privilege of coming in and being with your church. Friend. But if you don't make it one Sunday, guess what? The church is going to go on. Oh no, the pastor's resigned. What are we going to do? The church is in trouble. No, it's not. God does not make a church depend upon the pastor. Uh, matter of fact, my job, I've told you this, my job is to work myself out of a job. I've done it two times in my life to where I knew the church was perfectly mature and ready to move on. And God said, you've done what I've told you to do. My job is not to make the whole church dependent upon me. The worst pastor in the world is a pastor who when he leaves, that Sunday everything falls apart. I want everything better. I want to come back and go... Pastor, while you were gone, we had the best service of the year. Awesome. Have you ever missed a service and then people tell you, it was awesome. You should have been there. Isn't that the way it always is? Yeah. I've got a news bulletin for you today. We can have church without any one individual. We can have church without one family or two families because God said, my son died for the church. And so if you don't want to keep coming from the invitation, guess what the Holy Spirit's going to do? He's going to go out and get some other people to come in and take your place. He doesn't, he doesn't want any of us to be drug in here. Now, when I was a kid, I was dragged to church, drug out of church because I was asleep. Because uh, it was boring. And I said, God, I don't want to be a boring pastor. I want to bring fresh bread and fresh water, and I want to make sure everybody understands that there is a banquet. But if you don't attend, guess what? He'll go find other people to fill his house up. He says, if you forget to praise him or don't want to praise him, I'll call rocks to cry out to me. Yeah. This parable says it does not matter about social class or social structure when it comes to the banquet. Whosoever will. May come. 
in our church, we have all different social structures and we all have all different kind of class structures in this town and in our church. And that's wonderful. Why? Because all are invited. Every person is invited to the banquet. But there are those who will have excuses. And so he says, when they have excuses, just stop begging them. Nobody's going to, if you have to beg people to come, they're not going to stay. They're not going to like it. They're just going to cause you fits. There's been times in my ministry that I would have a family or so, and I talked to every family two or three times, probably three times biblically. I talked to three times. But after that, I have to just pray and say, God, I can't do anything else. You know why? Because I learned in the first five years of ministry that the people I had to beg to stay caused the most problems in the church. They didn't want to be there. They were unhappy. They were miserable. And they made everybody else miserable. And God says, you know what? I'll take care of the attendance. You take care of the preaching. I said, yes, sir. That excuses. All the excuses fell short. Two of them had made purchases, land and oxen. They were very wealthy or they would not have been able to purchase what they did. One married. But the important thing is what they speak about. I want you to hear this. One of them used their possessions. I can't come to the banquet because of my possessions. The second one, he says, wait a minute, I can't come because of my relationship. The two things that keep people from the house of God are going to be possessions and relationships. Sometimes we can get that new boat and the only time we can do it is Sunday. Sunday. Sometimes we, we get that new gun. The only time we go hunting is Sunday. Sometimes we get all the, maybe we got new friends and, and they want to do something on what day? Sunday, right during the time we're supposed to be at church. And, and God is trying to speak through this parable. Listen, the two main things that keep people out of the kingdom of God, the two main things that keep people from coming to the banquet that God is preparing, number one, possessions. You know why? Because all they want to talk about at church is what? Money. Yeah. Possessions. And then relationships. Well, none of my friends go to that church. I want to go to the place where all my friends are. I believe God directs us where we need to go for our spiritual strength, where we need to go and get planted like a tree beside the river. We don't constantly transplant ourselves all over the place to find out what's going on in the happening moment right now. We're trees, we get planted so we can bear fruit. But positions, here's what I've seen in 40-something years of ministry. Here's what I've seen with my own eyes. I've seen people who let possessions keep them from the house of God, and God took their possessions from them. Because in the grand scheme of things, it's better to not have any possessions and go to the banquet than to have a lot of possessions and miss out. I've seen God remove relationships from people's lives because that relationship kept them from coming to church. We had our first little girl, uh, first Sunday after that, in church. Weren't you worried about her getting sick? No. We were worried about missing church. Because what is God going to say to me through the pastor? What kind of message is going to be preached that I need to hear so I can be a better father to my daughter? Well, you're, you're a pastor. Well, I wasn't then. But the invitation Sunday morning, Wednesday nights, is come and dine. 
And we need to stop giving excuses. The arrangements have been made. Listen, there's a banquet going to happen pretty soon, I believe, called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. And there's been a lot of preparation made for this banquet. A lot of logistics have been done. I mean, Jesus at the perfect fullness of time was thrust from heaven to earth. He was born of a virgin, check, preparation. He lived a sinless life, check, preparation. He was crucified on the cross, check, preparation for my sins and your sins. He was dead for three days, check. He resurrected himself to give us hope that one day we too will have a resurrected body, check. He sent the Holy Spirit down to give everybody a second invitation. Hey, come to the banquet. Come on in. The master's giving you an invitation. And today some people are going, what, me? He wouldn't invite me. I'm a drug addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm doing this or that or whatever. Not me. I got to tell you, the invitation is legitimate. It's authentic. Everybody come to the banquet. And that's being done. Check. The next thing that's going to happen, an angel's going to shout, a trumpet's going to sound. And all who responded to the invitation will be caught up together with him in the cloud in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. And those who did not accept the invitation and come, they will not even get a taste of it. Not even a taste of it. And God responds to our excuses in the affirmative of getting upset. God gets angry at our excuses. Today, I'm just the servant bringing you another invitation. Come and die. Are you too busy in 2022? Listen, you started this year all right. You should pat yourself on the back. But now let's say, hey, I want to make sure we don't let our possessions and our relationships keep us out of church. I'm not going to give God excuses for not reading the word. I'm not going to give God excuses. Luke 5, 36 through 38 says this. He told them this parable. No one tears out a piece of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment, and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No new wine must be poured into... No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. Yeah. God is saying, hey, you got to get a new life in Christ. Let the Holy Spirit fill you. You can't put the Holy Spirit in your old way of life. You don't take your new garment, tear it up to patch the old garment... You get a brand new garment. He says, whenever you receive me as Lord and Savior, I'm going to give you a new name. You're going to have new DNA. And I'm going to give you a robe of righteousness with not a drop of wrinkle, blemish. Nothing's wrong with it. It's brand new just for you. And we've got to do this in 2022. We've got to compel people to come into the house. Convince them that God has invited them. I believe it all starts with you and me. I believe that we need to get a resolution. More than that, maybe we need to be resolved that in 2022, I'm not only going to stop giving God excuses, but I'm going to let the people around me stop giving God excuses. I'm going to be a servant. I'm going to go out and, and compel people, convince them to come into the house of God. I believe, and listen, this has been told to me my whole life, and I believe today it kind of it lands on deaf ears a little bit, but I truly believe that Jesus is coming soon. I believe that. I believe he's coming back for a church. I believe he's coming back for the bride of Christ. And it's time for phase three. You see, phase one was invite everybody in the city. 
Phase two was invite everybody in the countryside. Phase three is go get them and convince them to get here. I believe as men and women of God, we got to do our part in 2022. Number one, quit giving God excuses. He gets angry about that. He said, I'm a jealous God. He's jealous for you, not against you. He wants you to spend time in his presence. He wants you to be in the house. Because the Bible says in the last days there'll be a real forgetting of assembling ourselves together. No wonder the enemy is having so many victories in 20 and 21 because we were not coming to the house. We need to now be in the house. We need to encourage one another, build each other up. We need to help each other, pray for each other. Why? Because God wants his house full. Full. No empty chairs. Well, pastor, that's not possible in America. Yeah, it is. It is. But pastor, not in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Yeah, it is. I believe the challenge goes out to every one of us twofold. Number one, quit giving God excuses this year. Just stop it. And number two, invite some people, compel some people to come in this house. Because we got a world that's dying around us. We got a world that is now just so filled with, with drug and alcohol addictions, pornographic addictions, all these things. The enemy is winning, winning, winning. Why? Because we've been shut up in our houses for a year and a half. It's time for the church to get back to who the church is supposed to be. And we're supposed to be inviting people. Make sure we have new wine put into new wineskins. Not old. We need to get rid of the old things, the old way of life, the old way of thinking, the old way of talking, and let the new come in. Because new wine, when it comes in, it's better being a new wineskin. If not, it's going to burst and everything's going to be ruined. Pastor, how does that apply to PCA in 2022? I believe that God is going to give me and you opportunity after opportunity in 2022 to reach the lost. Better than ever before. I believe that with all my heart. I believe 2022 is going to be a year of harvest in this church. I believe that. In this church, harvest. So this week, praying about this message, I said, God, what do you want me to do? Because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Listen, I'm here. I love you. I'm just trying to say, here's where we're headed in 2022. And God said, here's what I want you to do. I don't know logistically how it's going to work, but I know I have to do what I'm about to do. And I hope you participate with me. But the Holy Spirit said, Pastor, I want you to anoint every person in that place. And I want you to pray over them because I'm getting ready to send them out. And they need a fresh anointing, new wine. They need me to assist them. And Pastor, I need you to anoint them and I need you to pray over them. And so today in the first Sunday of the new year, I believe that's what I have to do. And I hope and pray you'll participate with me. But if you would, please stand this morning. You can look around and say, that's going to take a while, Pastor. I'm going to go as fast as I can. But I believe in the anointing, and it breaks yokes of bondage. I've seen it happen in my life and in other people's lives. 
And I've seen the times where I've tried to do things in my own strength. It doesn't work. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.